Hey everyone, welcome to 10 Movies, where every season we focus on one actor through 10 of their most iconic movies. This season we're going deep into Dwayne The Rock Johnson, a cultural and cinematic touchstone. I'm Hemel Javeri, and with me as always is my wonderful co-host and friend, Brian Minter. How are you this evening, Hemel? I'm good, Brian. I'm good too. I'm, I'm excited good. to talk about Central Intelligence, starring <laughs> Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart. How could I be bad when all we do is sit around and watch rock movies? It's true. We make so much money from this podcast that we don't even have jobs. <laughs> Rubber bullets. Big mistake. Woman, I am the cavalry. I'm what you call an ice cold can of whoop ass. You want to catch wolves? You need wolves. Let's go on. Truly bringing in the bucks to talk about a middling 2016 <laughs> comedy that is so utterly forgettable that I can't, um, I, I just, my mind boggles as to how this thing even got made. So I actually, I did not want to watch this. Like I was dreading it. Like sometimes when we watch movies for the podcast, I'm like, well, I wouldn't pick that, but that's fine. I'll, I'll watch it. I'll talk about them. It'll be fine. But this one I put off for days. I'm like, oh God, it's going to be so stupid. Uh, but it wasn't nearly as bad as I was expecting. I was expecting to be pure product, just like a thing you make for people trapped on an airplane. Uh, but I felt like it was weirder than I was expecting it and also better. I think it was worse than I was expecting mm. it to be. Not nearly as funny as I wanted it to be. And uh, I, I felt like they wasted not even a good premise, but they just wasted an entire movie budget. It wasn't <laughs> it wasn't like slapstick hilarious. It wasn't a drama and it wasn't even a very good comedy. It and was it wasn't totally incoherent. Yeah. Sure. And it wasn't even like a good spy movie. Like it did it hit none of the, the buckets that it should have hit. I mean you said middling, which I think is an excellent uh, descriptor of the film. But for those who have not recently watched Central Intelligence, uh, remind us, if you will, the story of the film. God, this mindless, forgettable film <laughs> that I checked my phone all the way through. Uh, the the premise is that it, so first of all it stars uh, Dwayne Johnson who uh, I liked I like to call the yeah, Rock the Rock as, the as rock. people know him sometimes and Kevin Hart whose character name I cannot even remember just oh, yeah. it's Kevin Hart playing Kevin Hart in every single film <laughs> uh, it's Dwayne and Kevin Hart and uh, it starts with the, them in high school so they are reconnected high school friends Dwayne Johnson is now a CIA agent. He gets Kevin Hart mixed up in some accounting well, in scam. High school. Hold on, let me finish the plot. <laughs> he gets Kevin Hart mixed up in some CIA thing, and all of it is like completely incomprehensible, completely useless because it has nothing to do with was anything. It, was it the CIA? I don't even remember if they said CIA. They're just like secret agents. Uh, I think they do say federal agent or secret agent at some point, but I'm assuming that Central Intelligence is the play oh, on. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> It's CIA. such a bland title. Like, it's hard to remember what the movie's even called. God, this entire thing is off. Uh, anyway, but like you said, the movie starts with them as um, high school kids, and The Rock is a victim of this, like, horrendous bullying incident because well, he used to be... Well, because he's a big, like, doughy, like, yeah. dumb kid that no one likes. He's like an overweight kid that you know, he gets picked on by a bunch of bullies and there's a really awful traumatizing scene where the rock gets picked on by the bullies and gets shoved into the middle of a school auditorium completely naked. And then Kevin Hart, you know, very nicely, who's like the big popular jock guy gives him his jacket to cover yeah, himself Yeah, Kevin Hart's up. like the hero of the school. He's the only one who's nice to him. I will say though, that lest that scene seem 
that scene is terrible, but lest it seem contrived, when I was in high school, <gasps> I was on the wrestling team, and uh, some of the guys in the team, and I was not there, and I did not participate, but they duct taped one of the uh, one of the smaller guys on the team. He was wearing his underwear. He wasn't naked, but they did duct tape him to a bench, and then they shoved the bench out of the locker room into the gym where the girls' volleyball team was practicing. Very similar to the events of the film. <laughs> oh my Not God. quite as bad, like 70% as bad, but like that is absolutely a thing. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, poor guy. Boys are horrible. Yeah, yeah. High school boys are, are, are literally the worst. I mean, I understand that teenage girls are no picnic. I get that. I've seen mean girls, but this is, that's really traumatizing. The tonal incoherence of the film, oh right? God. Like, I, there's the, there's a good movie here, and that yeah. is where they're actually, they're doing like a kind of straightforward John Wick, Jason Bourne spy adventure, but they've cranked the volume up to like a slightly ridiculous level. Like, mm-hmm. there's this actually terrific scene where like The Rock is breaking Kevin Hart out of his office, and like the the CIA guys show in, and everyone's shooting guns, and the whole time Kevin Hart is freaking out. It's like, right. oh, they're shooting, and this is, you know, he's like a normal guy being exposed to like action movie stuff. And meanwhile, The Rock is doing everything just a little bit too crazy. Like, he kills a guy with a banana, and he like jumps out of a glass window. And I thought that was funny, and I thought that was actually well done. I think when the movie is on that register, I enjoyed it. But then sometimes they dip into this, like, just, like, dumb bro comedy stuff or, like, the early scenes where The Rock's face is photoshopped into, like, a fat kid's body. And I think you're supposed to think that's funny just because. Or, like, they keep referencing The Rock's girlfriend from high school who was cross-eyed. And at the end, Melissa McCarthy plays a cameo and she's she's cross-eyed. And that's supposed to be funny. But there's no joke there. It's just like, ah she's different looking than other people are. Yeah. This is, I mean... There's so many parts of this movie where I could see that it could have been a not even a good movie, but just a better movie. And it it doesn't know what to do. And I don't even mind gross out comedies. I don't even mind straight comedies. This movie wasn't one. I'm so upset because I actually I don't think I laughed once. The only time I laughed is if you if you get it on demand, they show you the outtakes at the end of the film. And those outtakes, those oh, 30 yeah. seconds of outtakes, reel, yeah. yeah, the blooper reel was better than the <laughs> entire movie. Well, I, so we watched Jumanji at one point, yeah. and I, I felt like Kevin Hart was a little boring to me. I like, I, I kind of get why people like him watching this, right? Like, he's like, he's the straight man, he's reacting to everything, and he's yeah. freaking out in the way that you would if you were in this crazy situation. Yeah, and like I said, I think that those parts of the movies like land and they're funny. Uh, but yeah, they weren't, I weren't. I wasn't laughing out loud at any point for sure. No, and I'm I'm so angry because, like you said, this could have been. I don't think this would have been a good serious movie, like a real exploration of what it means to be bullied and have body no, dysmorphia no, 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 no. and anything like that. Like nobody wants that from a rock film. I'm sorry, but they don't. And although but, we'll never know because he never makes anything other than very safe, marketable rock <laughs> no, movies. No, he doesn't. Dwayne. Yeah, but it also was not a good Kevin Hart film. Like this is this is one where they're basically co-stars, and this is not a good Kevin Hart film. I haven't even seen too many Kevin Hart <laughs> films, but like this is not a good one. I don't know. I, I thought so. I think that he's like I think this is really more of a Kevin Hart movie. Yeah. Like the marketing would have you believe it's the two of them, but like we can come back to this in a minute. But I think Dwayne Johnson is actually playing like the comic sidekick in this movie. Like his character is the protagonist but the movie is from the point of view of kevin hart's character uh i thought you know i liked him i kind of got why people dig him for the first time 
All right. I'm actually now the more I talk about it, the you're, angrier you're I am. <laughs> I am. I'm getting angrier that this movie exists, that it has such a bland title. And frankly, that The Rock chose to make it. I know he makes like 38 movies a year, but and he and Kevin Hart, too. Right. Like they both just say yes to whatever must come across their yeah, plate. They must have like 30 mansions. Like there's some kind of like financial reason they both have to produce upwards of a movie a quarter. <laughs> I mean, but they managed to do it. They and turn them out. Because they're hot garbage like this film, which... <laughs> it's not that... If you're on an airplane or you're doing your laundry, you know, I'd, I'd give it a go. Okay, you know what I think? If you're on an airplane and you're doing your laundry and you want to watch a movie, watch Horrible Bosses. That's actually a good, funny movie, and it might be one of my favorite rewatchable films. Huh, I, I didn't know what you were going to pull out there, and I wouldn't have guessed it was Horrible Bosses. <laughs> well, so on, I was expecting a level of Horrible Bosses, right? Or something like... Um, the Seth Rogen film about the fraternity movie. Oh, um, where they're over. No, 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 no. Where they're like a young couple, married couple that moves in next door to a frat house. Uh, hmm. Those movies Old actually, school? no, <laughs> 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 pineapple express, <laughs> Batman. <laughs> Not at all, but whatever. Everybody listening to this podcast knows what movie I'm talking about. <laughs> this is not a proud moment for the podcast. There's like a lady who doesn't know what she's talking about and her grandpa. And they're they're doing a podcast for some reason. That's not it. Whatever. My point is, is that there is a genre of film that's that's comedic, right? It's a gross out comedy. Yeah. It's like bodily fluid comedy, but it can be done right. There it and it's borderline in you know insensitive like they straddle that line very close about if they're making the joke a little too um a little too unwoke i guess whatever but this is not one of those because it doesn't take any viewpoint whatsoever it tries to even keep most of the humor so safe that they don't take any risks and it's it should not exist. I'm pissed it got made. <laughs> yeah, you've you've really you've soured on this movie I as really you have. talk about I it really more. Have. We should wrap this up before you're throwing <laughs> right. your copy against the wall. Um, let's. Uh, we talked about Kevin Hart, right? Generally, we talk about the cast, but it's yeah, very... it's really just Kevin Hart and The Rock, and yeah. and Amy Ryan is sort of like the third character. Oh right, she plays. Some... She plays the uh, like CIA boss who's after. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So the whole time there's this. Uh, you know, it doesn't really matter that much. But like the spy plot is mm. that like, you know, the Rock is like, oh my god, I'm the only one who knows the secret information. And I've been framed. And Kevin Hart's like, all right, I'll help you. But then the CIA people come up and they're like, no, 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 he wasn't framed. He's crazy and he's bad and you have to stop him. So Kevin Hart has this sort of conundrum. And that's the engine of like the spy movie. But again, the spy movie is really just like it's not that important. What's it's happening. not really important and it's not particularly interesting or well done so generally in films we talk about or generally on this podcast you know we like to we like to dig into whether or not the film is woke whether the thing has any like teeth to it yes i feel like this film doesn't really discuss race class or gender in any remotely meaningful way no and i've said this about kevin hart in films before which is that he's black and he's one of the rare actors that gets to acknowledge the fact that he is black and he does so in this film. Once again, The Rock has no ethnicity. Might as well be white. Does, doesn't matter, right? No up or down. Yeah, I mean, you could say that, like, uh, maybe it's, like, often, you know, blackness when it's featured in movies is it's pathologized yeah. and it's about pain and trauma. And this it's not. He's, like, 
an accountant. He has a very sort of middle class suburban life. He has, you know, his, his wife is a lawyer. Like, there's no sense of like that, like being black in America is, right. you know, is a problem for the characters at all. Right. Which is, which I didn't actually thought, I hadn't thought about that, but I agree. I think that's a nice change. Um, I was actually going to talk about the rock films and female co-stars. He does he ever have any like equal co-stars that are women? Hmm. Hmm. Let's see. Well, he certainly doesn't hear. Doesn't um, hear. Uh. Well, let's see. We uh, in Red Notice, uh, Gal Gadot. But she, yeah, she's really you know, she's a lesser lesser character. She's a lesser character. Um, uh, no, he's, he's often has like a wife or a girlfriend or he's saving someone, but yeah, they are the subject of his actions, not, mm-hmm. not the, a partner in them. Not a partner in them. Once again, with this film as well too. So I'm not, gosh, man, I'm really down on this film. Well, you know, I, I, I think I may have the key to your dislike. Mm. Uh, and it is, uh, what, what's, what's the guy's name? The, this film was directed by Ross and Marshall Thurber, oh. who also <laughs> directed Red Notice and Skyscraper, another The Rock movie. Wait, let me, give me a minute to finish <laughs> laughing at this poor guy's name, who just sounds like a trust fund yeah, well, baby. Yeah, so I feel like this guy's job is to occasionally come out of whatever condo he lives in in, in Hollywood and make a, like, mid-budget Dwayne Johnson film. Oh, I didn't realize this was the same person. This is the guy, done, man. Uh, this is the guy from Red Notice. Well, he, Red Notice. It's not great. You know, Red Notice is a much better film oh, you like than Red this Notice, one. Yeah, I like right. Red Notice because at least he picked a genre and stuck with it all right let's move on to other things aside from how much i disliked this movie what about the rockness of the film right yes. i feel like there's a little things to explain because i think this is an unusual movie for him because again he's not really the lead like he's the he's the sidekick he is the sidekick the movie does a lot of gaslighting of kevin hart's character to try to make you think that the rock <laughs> is might actually kind of be evil but i don't think the rock can ever truly be evil and i don't think the movie was it would have been interesting if the movie had made him evil, but they don't. Well, at the risk of making you angry again, I, I do think one of the, like the chief inconsistency of this movie is Dwayne Johnson's character, mm-hmm. right? Like he's again, like the, Kevin Hart is in like a sort of like vaguely realistic movie and Dwayne Johnson is in a crazy spoof movie because he's this like super skilled badass murderous operative but he's like re- like borderline developmentally disabled in terms of his like naivete and inability to comprehend what's going on around him he loves My Little Pony he loves Molly Ringwald movies and I feel like they're like He's like an SNL skit character, but drawn out for an entire movie. And none of it is funny. None of it hits. Yeah, it would actually have been funnier if they'd pull, like, if they just had him be this, like, big, super tough guy, but, like, he's got a real sensitive side. Like, that might have been funnier than this, like, this, like, because what what, what grown man is really into 16 Candles and My Little Pony? It's like, he doesn't even seem to understand what's happening half the time, (laughs) but then he can, like, kill a thousand guys with a paperclip. I agree. Um, All right, let's talk about the Rockness. Does he kill slash save people? Uh, he kills a lot of people in this movie. Um, yeah, I feel like that's the the point of his character is that he's constantly like killing or disabling. I mean, again, it's the kind of movie where maybe like no one actually dies because they just show up in the next scene and they have a bandage on their head kind of thing. <laughs> no, he has one great moment where in the office fight he shoots a he throws a printer cartridge into the air and then shoots it so that it explodes (laughs) all over the office the one mildly amusing moment in the entire film well again when you watch it like a born identity adjacent whatever like part of the thrill is like oh my god that guy knows so many badass tricks 
And the Dwayne Johnson character, I feel like, is doing all those tricks, but like, yeah, they're cranked up to a slightly ridiculous level. Yeah, like Jason Bourne, you know, kills somebody with a pen and he's killed somebody with a banana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I get it. Um, how big are his muscles, Brian? Uh, well, his muscles are gigantic. And again, I think he's in pretty safe territory here where like, we are meant to experience him smashing through doors and human bodies and cars with his giganticness. Big, big muscles. But they're also meant to compensate for the fact that he was a fat kid. They have yeah, like they have he, a little bit know, of depth he here, out. and there's like one whole scene where like Kevin Hart just like keeps complimenting how gigantic he is. So in case you missed it, we are we are we are pointed directly at his his immensity. Emotionally inaccessible. Uh, oh yeah. Well, so I think this character again is so, like he's written so weirdly that he's like he's sort of a like a man child almost. Yeah, yeah. he has no interiority. No, and it's so creepy too because I don't want any grown man being super into My Little Pony or whatever or yeah, unicorns scene, or something. Uh, oh, it's... Jason Bateman plays this like oh, really yeah. like that's a funny scene. He plays like the high school bully and they meet him later and first he's like oh my god I, you know I was such a jerk but then he doubles down and he's just as awful as he ever was and the Dwayne Johnson character like shrivels into himself. And and, like he can't talk and he's so traumatized by this bully but like I, that scene didn't really like it didn't really work great no, and like this, again, it's this kind guy of didn't awful. seem like a functioning human no yeah. it yeah the movie has no idea what to do and it's try like that's not a scene that you can actually make funny it's actually really gross to watch really uncomfortable and uh, i like jason bateman and i'm like man you're kind of a dick like, <laughs> it's so funny what a dick he was i like that bit <laughs> uh all right what about absolute moral goodness which is a big hallmark of rock films yeah and, and i think characters. again here like um yeah the character is doing a lot of like you know objectively uh, sociopathic things what with all the murders and the the law breaking uh but we are meant to understand that he's doing it all in service to like oh i, I you know he's got a he understands the plot to i don't even remember like there someone's gonna destroy the world or someone killed his partner or something like that there was one bit where I thought, like, I kind of almost thought, like, okay, he's written so stupid, this is all a put-on. Like, he's going to yes! reveal at one point, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's a persona he's doing to disarm people. Yes, I thought the same thing. I thought that there was going to be a reveal where he is hyper-competent and yeah, he's yeah, hyper totally. the rock, but... No, he, I, yeah, there was just, that switch <laughs> never happened. Maybe and they just forgot to film that scene. Oh, where, you know. it's so frustrating to watch. Uh, all right, well, uh, let me ask you this. Is there any man or woman who can challenge The Rock? In the No, because he, he's constantly besting. Like, this team of, like, crack operatives is chasing him the whole time, and he's always, again, with a, whether it's with a banana or, you know, a motorcycle, he's always, like, he's always defeating them. Does this movie have to star The Rock? Mm, I don't know. What, what do you think? Would, would this movie... You don't like the movie. No, so. <laughs> this movie doesn't have to star The Rock at all. There are certain movies where you can't really imagine anybody else playing right, yeah. this role, and this could be played by any guy. Any action hero, yeah. Any action hero, even though we've realized there's a dearth of modern-day action heroes. Uh, I mean, I will say that, like, you know, we, we talk about how The Rock has this, like, great comic... He has a real, like, strong comic sensibility, and when he's marrying his, like, action hero stuff to that comic sensibility, he's really at his best. That doesn't really work here, but he is kind of doing comedy in every scene. Like, he's, again, like, he's kind of the comic foil mm -hmm. to Kevin Hart's straight man, which is interesting that he, you know, again, maybe this is what passes for going out of his comfort zone to Dwayne Johnson. Maybe. I think that this might be... This might be my least favorite film throughout our entire season mm. because it's so poorly executed. It's bad at comedy, bad at spy stuff, bad at action. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, if you're listening, we want you to do a moody period piece where you are a morally ambiguous... No, 
No, I do. I would love you, that. You have seen him in Moana. You know he can do comedy, right? <laughs> can, yeah, or Jumanji. Or He's Jumanji. funny in Jumanji, yeah. He can do it. And this, I, I may lay this stinker at the director's hands or the scriptwriter, but somebody... It's, it's Rawson's fault. Yeah, somebody <laughs> needs to answer for this, and I don't think it's The Rock's fault. Yeah, like he could, like he could have done... Like He's supposed to be funny. He has yeah. a lot of opportunities to be funny. It's a buddy comedy. But yeah, that character is never funny. And yeah, I don't, nope. I don't think it's his fault. I, think I don't it's think this, it's his like, fault. Yeah, this character doesn't have any real coherence. I think that it's everybody around it. But again, this is the thing we've talked about on the on, on the podcast before. It's because The Rock makes such like sanitized decisions for all of his films that no viewpoint for him is kind yeah. of a selling point. And this movie has absolutely no viewpoint. To brand management. Brand management for him. One thing I did wonder how this movie ever got made. I was like, this does got Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart in. I, I guess because it's sold got... a million units. <laughs> but people will watch them and I realize that people will watch a bad rock movie than a movie that they know is going to be good <laughs> because I'm going to get like a little too like intellectual here. But because I read this article in the New Yorker and it was about how there's so much... Uh, all of the plots on TV today are like about reliving trauma for old characters. It's because you'll never encounter a trauma plot in a rock movie. Mm, I am real sick of all the bleak shows on TV. Yeah, yeah. And because at any given point, even if it's like an action film, you're gonna be you're gonna be sitting through an episode or an interminable scene where somebody relives whatever horrible thing happened to them in childhood mm. or whatever, and uh, it's gonna be a real bleeping downer so even though we know that a movie where francis mcdormand you know thinks about her divorce is going to be like objectively artistically better I'm we not... watch central intelligence because yeah. we don't want to deal with that well i yeah i don't want to watch francis mcdormand drive around in the desert with moody lighting that sounds like not a good time and i would i mean what I central intelligence was also not a good time <laughs> well central intelligence at least has the rock like hitting somebody with a banana and that <laughs> might be you know what you're getting every time you play a rock film, and I think that's it's central intelligence. And these two guys are they're funny together, right? Or at yeah. least they're like they have a good chemistry. Like you yeah. can, uh, you know, kind of the the rock character is kind of always boosting up the Kevin Hart character, and that's kind of a funny way. Yeah, you can see why you know putting these guys in a movie was a was a was a marketing win. I will say, Dwayne, if you're listening, you Dwayne, don't have. Buddy. You don't have to say yes to every script that crosses yeah. your desk. A, do less than three movies a year. <laughs> and B, just try something a little different. Just a little different. All right. As we start to wrap this up, uh, who is your movie MVP? Oh, gosh. Let's see. Um, I've already... Oh, uh, Jason Bateman. I'm glad I mentioned his character because I would have forgotten. I would have had to say Amy Ryan is the only other character in the movie. But yeah, he's uh, he's so funny as the bully. He's so awful. <laughs> he's like really glorying in it. Even when The Rock is ready to like beat him up, he doesn't care. Yeah. Jason Bateman. We generally don't pick the same movie MVPs. I guess Melissa McCarthy. There's a couple of other celebrity cameos. Oh, she's not. She didn't even have a line. Um, Aaron Paul. I guess that's his name. He's oh, yeah. He's from the, Breaking Bad. Yeah, he's, he's the the Rock's partner who we yeah. thought was dead, but he's really alive and he's a bad guy and doesn't matter. You know what? Kudos to those guys for jumping in there and getting a paycheck. Yeah, they got paid behind this yes, movie. Yes, they did get paid. Good for you. Make that money, guys. Uh, I cannot, in good conscience, recommend that anybody watch Central Intelligence unless you deliberately don't want to watch some horrible trauma-infested <laughs> narrative. In which case, yeah, go ahead and turn this movie I on. I think if your brother's visiting and it's late, you can put it on. It's fine. It's 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 moderately entertaining. Might I suggest this is 
antithetical to this podcast, but if you want to watch Central Intelligence, just go ahead and put on Horrible Bosses. That's much funnier. <laughs> I'm going to watch Horrible Bosses now. I didn't realize you were you stay in this <laughs> movie so hard. I love the so movie. Jennifer Aniston, she's a bad yeah, boss. Yeah, don't, obviously don't watch it with your nine-year-old daughter because it's like very graphic. Wendy, also, Wendy, your wife, would not like it either, but... Uh, it's funny. It's all right. Well, let's. I, you know, I guess you know. Maybe, maybe the next season of Ten Movies can be about Jennifer Aniston because you know people like her. She's people got a little like bit her. of a resurgence here. Uh, she's like the rock of ladies in terms of uh, audience appeal. So <laughs> we can watch Horrible Bosses next season. All right. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us and talking about a movie that hopefully we'll never have to think about again. Middling. It started out middling and it became enraging as we, <laughs> as we, the more we talked. And always remember to rate and review us on your favorite podcast app because we need them. We need those reviews. Yeah, without the reviews, then no one will hear our podcast. And, you know, our podcast, unlike Central Intelligence, is a work of fine art. Ten Movies, our artisanal handcrafted podcast, is brought to you every week with help from Seth Everett and Anthony Gill. Thanks, everyone.